Hello, welcome to the Snap UK, uh, our week eight review of um, all things going on in the NFL. Um, of course, as we're recording this, I think the trade deadline is due in about half an hour. Isn't it? I think, is it due to end four? PM EST. 4 PM Eastern time, yeah, which is indeed about half an hour's nine, time. Yeah, 9 PM, 9 PM, uh, whatever time zone we're in. Um, so hopefully we might see some some in, some stuff coming through as we go, but we'll see. Um, be a nice distraction from the election coverage before that goes full. <laughs> Hang on, I, I have insanity. actually. Got, there is there is actually an update. AFC East. Patriots acquire slot receiver Isaiah Ford from the Dolphins. Well, I mean, I, I saw th- that come up a few minutes before we started this, and your excitement was about the same as mine. So that's going to do absolutely chuffle for us. Is, is yeah. this better or worse than your trade for Sanu last season? It is that is a wet fart of an announcement, isn't it? It, it, it is really is. <laughs> You've announced some wet farts in your time. So that's I literally really the first- I was just scrolling through Twitter and it came up and I was like, oh, well, we might as well mention that whilst we're talking about trades. Yeah. Well, whilst, we're talk- whilst we are talking trades, uh, Quan Alexander has left the 49ers in exchange for Kiko, Kis- no, Kiko Alonso and mm-hmm. a fifth round pick to the uh, Saints, isn't it? That is correct, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was okay with that. Like, I think Alonso is probably the more talented and he's probably the better player, but he's not been fit for the one and a half years he's been at, uh, in San Francisco. So no matter how good you are as a player, if you're not on the field, you're pretty useless. Um, so we get we lose some of the... Uh, well, we, we gain some cap space for, for next year. We gain a fifth-round conditional pick. And we gain an all-right player who gives away a few too many penalties, but at least he's on the field to do that. So I'm OK with that. And, you know, Hello. Fred... Wal- Fred Warner's come on leaps and bounds this year, or and last year actually. So, I I I think Quan was like third on the depth floor, a depth chart behind Fred and uh, Dre Greenlaw. There you go. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep an eye out whilst we're recording for anything else that happens. Um, uh, so should we go into the games? Because there's some good ones this weekend. So we'll start with uh, game of the weekend uh, as such. The undefeated Steelers remain the undefeated Steelers. They beat the Ravens 28-24 to in what was a quite a tight game uh, in the end. But uh, the – is, is anyone, does anyone want to make an overreaction about Lamar Jackson? Uh, no, sadly, Gary's not here to do that. After we, <laughs> sat, we sat with him doing his overreactions. As he slagged him off and then cheered him on simultaneously. Yeah, he, he, the ultimate flip-flopping in decisions on, on Lamar Jackson. He threw, a, he threw a pick and he was the worst quarterback ever and he'd be found out by every defensive team in, in the next two months. Then he'd throw an absolutely amazing pass where he'd go an absolutely amazing run and suddenly he was God's gift to quarterbacking once again. Um, you know, I, I think this was Lamar Jackson probably coming up against arguably the best defence uh, in the league at the moment, and he struggled, like every quarterback I think is going to struggle against this defence. Um, their pass rush is great. Their 
linebacking core did a good job. You know, they kept, whilst Lamar Jackson had 16 carries, which is a lot for him, he only had 65 yards, which, yeah, it's 4.1 yards per carry. But actually, you normally expect him to break off much longer runs than that. Um, on the whole, he, he was well bottled up. And, yeah, he, his passing woes came back uh, this, this week. He had a, a, a rating of 65.8, 13 completions from 28 uh, attempts. Um, two interceptions, one for a pick six, and, and only two two touchdowns. So, I, I think he just came up against a really good defense. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger was able to get as much as he needed out of his, his offense, and the Steelers just squeezed the result. Yeah, because um, I mean, as as well, like, it's not all doom and gloom for the Ravens. You know, the Ravens were a Lamar fumble from taking a taking a result at the end. You know, it's like you, you look at, I think, Lamar's stats. His two worst games are probably this one and then yeah. last year against the Steelers. You know, the Steelers being good on defence and, you know, uh, you know, you look at the matchup, it's just not a good matchup. The, the, the Steelers. It's the best possible matchup for the defence of the Steelers because stopping the run is what they do. And, mm. and let's be fair, like they didn't completely nullify the run, but they, they no. nullified the best runner on the team. Uh, you, you can let uh, J.K. Dobbins and Gus the Bus rack up 100-yard games if Lamar is basically going backwards um, and force him to throw over the top. It's not what he does well. So it's a good matchup for the Steelers. I, why would anyone be surprised that Lamar is slightly regressing? He was MVP last year. Like, yeah has consecutive MVP seasons. Yeah. No one. No well, one. I mean, to be fair, Mahomes, other than a four-week injury, probably would have got it again. But I mean, yeah. he was MVP. MVP then. The no, because no one... It just It's so rare. It's not like in... Uh, well, even in basketball, where LeBron James is clearly the best player, he very rarely wins it MVP two seasons running. And well, he is... The, the current NBA MVP who's won it for the second season in a row. Not to break out the pitches. Giannis and Tetacumpo. Who? Gianni. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that shows you how little attention I pay. But I mean, you're telling wonderful. me that that guy is more valuable than LeBron James. I'd say you're probably wrong anyway. But in in the NFL, it just doesn't happen because it's impossible to keep up that standard. We'll come to Josh Allen later, but it's the same thing. Like, players are great in spells. Then teams figure them out, and that player has to adjust. And he's still young, and... I, I just don't have a problem with it. I don't see the issue. He's still one of the best six quarterbacks in the league playing on a really good team that happened to be in a rough division, playing probably the best team in the AFC. You know, right yeah. now, as a rounded team, I'd take the Steelers over anybody. That this is only... Yeah, the defence is awesome. This is only Lamar's, what, second full season? Like, yeah. I think yeah. we're... I think we're <laughs> We're, and he's only it's one bad game. He's been pretty decent for the re, for the rest of this season. Um, you know, I saw something. I saw something on Good Morning Football this morning. Um, Peter Schrager, I think it was, was saying that he would take Joe Burrows over Lamar Jackson at the moment. I think Joe Burrows is playing brilliantly, but I think there's a massive shout at the moment. It's a huge shout. That's that's the overreaction we're looking for. Yeah, you know, uh, quite now. Uh, Joe Burrow is great. But yeah, let's let you know. Isn't Lamar streak that basically they've scored twenty points in every game since he started quarterbacking for them, which is the longest streak 
in the NFL right now. So, yeah. you know. To throw scorn on that, you saw what Joe Flacco did when he didn't have that O-line. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lamar doesn't have that O-line anymore. Uh, Ronnie Stanley's no. a massive loss. And the right tackles uh, went down injured as well. But yeah, Ronnie Stanley uh, was weighed down by his wallet and uh, <laughs> injured, got injured. That's, that's harsh. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, he's, he's, this, that is a massive loss. But I think if, if there's any quarterback aside from Kyler Murray that could cope with a loss to, to their offensive line, it's Lamar Jackson, just because he of his ability to escape the pocket and run away from danger. Um, if this was a Tom Brady or uh, a Drew Brees losing the left and right tackle, there'd be more concerns there. Very much so. Uh, on the Steelers, um, I was getting, I was, I was getting a bit. I don't know what angry with them. I don't know why. I think just because offensively, I find them very boring. You were getting angry with them. I remember. Yeah, um, and I just looked. At, I was looking up some stats, and like, um, they are one of the least explosive offenses of all time. Um, like of the of the three hundred and fifty offenses since what I think like twenty uh, you know I think two thousand they are one spot above last year's offense with Doc Hodges. It's you know, but of course Ben is just going to give it away a lot less than Doc Hodges and was it Rudolph? You know. <laughs> Uh, He's probably also but, not going to get beaten over the head with his own helmet. Exactly, um, but yeah, and fair, of course he got, he, he got rid of one of the best defensive ends out of the division by being an ass. So you know, there <laughs> yeah. is that. We won't knock it. But yeah, um, and of course, it does help that Big Ben has uh, Claypool. He has Juju. You know, Deontay Washington is suddenly uh, looking really good. You know. Um, uh, you know, the, the, but uh, James Connor is back. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just, I, I find the, the Steelers team quite hard to like. I think, I don't, I, and I don't know why. But yeah, that's just, <laughs> that's just me. I think he's. I mean, they're not asking him to do that much. I think you, you hit the nail on the head with the wide receivers he's got now. He, he doesn't have to throw those long passes anymore. No. He doesn't have to make. Massive. It doesn't have to make kind of several reads to to find a, a wide receiver. They've got if you throw Eric Ebon into it, um, they've got four good receivers in in Juju Smith-Schuster, Ebon, Claypole, and Deontay Johnson. And that doesn't actually include James Washington, who is decent on his day as well. Yeah, like one of them is going to get open at some point. So he probably has to make one, two reads, get the ball out of his hand very quickly. I think this season is the fastest he's throwing the ball out of his entire career. And that's because there's so many options that someone's going to be open. And he's just doing, he's doing just enough to, to beat, well, pretty much any team, or every team at the moment. Every team at the moment, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just, it's just me. Uh, it's uh, just your hatred of Ben. I think I like my hatred of Ben. But, the, you know, I, I can't really complain. They are still undefeated. But, um, yeah, um, so they are... The only undefeated team in the league. Um, should anyone? Uh, should we move on to the next game, which yeah. was a disappointing um, thirty-seven to twenty-seven loss 
for the 49ers against uh, divisional rivals, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, mm. And it's not good news coming out of this game, is it? You've lost Kittle for oh, IR. Eight, eight weeks, I think he's, he's going to be out for. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy G's out for at least Multiple two. weeks. Yeah. Multiple weeks. But, uh, well, you know, he'll be off into IR as well for this season. Um, it, it's not good, is it? I mean, last week I was quite high on the NFC West, you know, thinking, oh, well, I can think, I can see, you know, three teams getting out of this. And well, coming out of we this talked week, about four teams, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Um, um, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm struggling now, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I'm just, if I'm just picking a, if I'm just going off one bad performance. Well, there but, is. There is that. Um, I think the 37-27 scoreline flatters us somewhat. Yeah. Um, we scored 20 points in the fourth quarter when Seattle obviously took their foot off the gas. Like Injuries every year, it seems, injuries are just getting us. But he, he, I don't really know. I don't know what to say about that because we, you know, a couple of years back, we changed our athletic department and our... Uh, sports science department is that just doesn't seem to have an effect. We we got more injuries. I think there's, I think every 49 er fan at the moment is literally watching Twitter, waiting to see if we can get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and obviously, we're not going to get rid of him now because he's injured. But that's the general buzz from the 49er fandom is that we've all kind of had enough of, of Jimmy Garoppolo and I have after the last week. He's not, I think I watched the, uh, I watched a, uh, one of the Colin Cowherd clips from earlier today. Um, and he mentioned that there's probably, there's three things that's wrong with, with Garoppolo. He's not consistent. He'll have one game, i.e. the last week or two where he's been great. And then you'll have another couple of games where he's been terrible. And like, even before he got injured, he was distinctly below average that's being nice um so he's not consistent i don't think carl shanahan has faith in him hence the over, probably over reliance on the run game and yeah it's still working well but you know you've got to look at the the our our, our playoff run last year where in the games against vikings and, and the packers we barely threw the ball at all um and he can't stay on the field this is his second injury this year he missed pretty much his entire first full season because he was injured he was also injured when he was with the Pats when he got a chance to replace Brady. So if he can't be on the field and he's not consistent and the coach hasn't got faith in him, I think they really have to look to to move on, unfortunately. I mean, he's a nice guy. I uh, think he's got the team around him, obviously. But it's it's not working as him as quarterback at the 49ers. Yeah, no, it's some... Um, I mean, yeah, I'm just looking at his contract and, I mean... If you did, if you did find an option and wanted to dump him, he could do it quite cheaply yeah. from this summer. But um, you know, bless, it's just not working. And the run game is is fine, but your run, your running backs are going down like flies. <laughs> quite frankly, because um, did, uh, did did Hasty get injured this week as well? Yeah, he went off. He went off for a period of time, and Tevin Coleman was just coming back from injury reserve. I don't think he's fully fit. Um, yeah. McKinnon Jer- doesn't McKinnon. look like he's a runner. He's, he's no, a, exactly. He's a catching he's a, back, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think he, he he lost yards. I think didn't he? Gem, uh, over he the game. did. He had three carries for minus one yard. 
I think you know there's there's going to be options in the summer when it comes comes to quarterback. I think it, there's going to be you know Sam Darnold is one that's been bounded around. Um, Carl Shanahan's got a, a good relationship good relationship with with Matt Ryan at the Falcons. If they decide to have a fire sale, there, there could be an option there. Or we can make a move in the draft and pick up one of the top three quarterbacks that way. But I mean, I, there I is can... also a lifelong fan of the 49ers who's had a number one draft pick going underneath him on the depth chart. A number one, yeah. sorry, first round pick. There, there is. Um, I've seen that. I've also seen that rumor across a number of 49ers Instagram uh, posts. I think it's a long shot. Um, and if anyone hasn't figured it out yet, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, now, if it if it if it happened, I would be jumping up and down for joy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers with that running game, even with those with those receivers, I think Brandon Ayuk is one the one highlight from Sunday's game. Um, coupled with a decent defense, <laughs> suddenly you've got a full team there. I, mean, yeah, I think if you look at the 49ers team, the only thing you are missing is a quality quarterback. Because um, I think with with Shanahan's play scheme, you don't need a big body red zone threat. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and whoever whatever running back is fit from one week to another gets the job done. Yeah, um, I mean, on, let, you know, let's uh, let's, let's say the sea, you know, let's not cast um, you know aspersions on the Seahawks. They were very good this weekend, and DK Metcalf. Had a fantastic game, didn't he? Bloody awesome, isn't he? I, yeah. I think we, Shan- we used to doubt, Sh- oh, he can only win a straight line, because that's what yeah. the scout report said. Shanahan compared him to Julio Jones on his press conference at the end of the game. And I think that's a really good comparison, because you know they're both big, fast, powerful receivers. Um, and... <laughs> The, the the thing with Seattle is a well a Russell Wilson is playing so well at the moment he's still on course to be MVP, um, but also you can't you can't double team DK Metcalf because then Tyler Lockett's free, and you can't do that to Tyler Lockett because then DK Metcalf's free and even if somehow you manage to shut both of them, actually David Moore is a decent receiver for depth and they've got Greg Olson at, at a tight end who you know he's got a history of being pretty decent. So, I, if only Seattle had a defense, because let's face it, Nick Mullins came in and he's got a quarterback rating of 128 and has two two touchdowns. And a lot of that was in garbage time. But if you can't defend against Nick Mullins and a banged up 49ers team, then there's probably a bit of an issue there. Well, we know there's an issue there. It's just yeah. a big issue. Although in the first half, Wagner was just a boss, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, he's yeah. Just incredible. It's, uh, you know, the, probably only remaining member of the Legion of Boom, but, oh, wow, what, what a player he is. I think I think he might have taken issue from all the praise that Fred Warner's had recently. Um, yeah. Kind of said, hang on, there's another there's another middle linebacker in the, in the NFC West who ain't bad. And, uh, yeah, yeah he, show, he showed up. Yeah, pretty, pretty impressive. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, unless anyone's got anything else to add because I mean it wasn't particularly much of a game sadly um I've only been because the Seahawks are doing so well um Bills 24 Pats 21 
Um, go on, go on, Griff. I've Bills. had my depressing five minutes. You go for it. Bills get the win, <laughs> but uh, in the Cats fumble away uh, a chance for overtime with thirty seconds to go, trying to uh, use up more clock. And um, yeah, um, it's all a bit doom and gloom, uh, seemingly over in um, in. I don't in think it South- is. In the media portrayal of New England, uh, but because the media want you want winning teams to be winning teams so they can write good stories about how Bill, Bill Belichick is impervious to losing players, he's not. He's come out today and said, "Look, we sold out to win three Super Bowls, and now we've got to take it on the chin for a year or two while we rebuild." And that's what I said to you last week. Like you cannot sustain that in this league. We have said every year that we've done this, how are they doing this again? How is it possible that? No one else can do this. Eventually, that comes to an end. I think I said the season would be six and ten, uh, and at best eight and eight. I, I think that six and ten looks hopeful now. But ultimately, we should have beaten the Bills. And I sat with you guys and said we should kick the field goal and go for overtime because Campbell turned the ball over. And before the words had finished tumbling out of my face, <laughs> the ball was on the floor and he was pulling that. Oh man, I can't believe that's happened to me again expression that he does and I, I, I think the only thing we learned in this game were two things the Bills aren't quite as good as everyone made them out to be and Cam Newton isn't getting a contract extension no. because I think I think it might be done and I think New England's biggest problem is Jared Stidham isn't the answer so they can rebuild and draft and get that massive salary cap window that they're going to get next season. But they don't have a quarterback answer. I don't think they'll bring Cam back. We've seen nothing out of Stidham to make you think he's the answer. We know Brian Hoyer isn't the answer. And we're probably not going to be bad enough to be picking one of the best two quarterbacks. So what do you do? Because I think they really were hoping for big things out of Stidham and it isn't there. So that is my only gripe. The rest of it, I'm, I'm okay with you. You've got to ride through a couple of bad seasons after you've been that good for that long. You've got no choice. To, I, I, I imagine working with Belichick is a draw, but for offensive players, do you think it's going to be harder to draw them now you don't have Brady? Because I think to play with Brady, like Antonio Brown, I think joined because to play with Brady, is that going to be hard to? bring in players through free agency? I, mean, I don't know. If you find players that have had good careers but haven't actually won anything, a lot of them want to win. So, yes, they can go and play with Brady at the Bucks and they might win, or they can come and play at the Patriots and they might win. I, I don't think it actually diminishes the draw. It might change which players look at it which way. Clearly, players like Brady and Gronk had, had enough of the regime and they want to play in a slightly different, freer manner. Um, but some players just want to try and win before their careers are over. And I think we're going to need a couple of those players. But like I say, I, I, don't, I don't get it. We, you, some of us were sitting here last week saying, oh, Bill's a terrible GM and maybe that's the problem. Perhaps he'll retire. No, it's fine. Like He's not great at drafting some players, but defensively, we've drafted fine. Like, yeah, he's old, but He's still the best coach in the league. He's still the best coach in the league. 
He absolutely is. I don't think there is a, a doubt. I, I think there are some really good young coaches. We've just been talking about Kyle Shanahan, who's a really good coach. But I don't think there's another coach in the league that would get any more out of what's happening in mm. New England at the moment. Um, and I think I think he's got at least two seasons where we could be this bad before you need to say, mm, we want to see some progress. So I, I'm, I think I've just got to strap in for the long run. You offered uh, very kindly for me to switch allegiances to the Jets or the Jags, and I told you to stick it because I'd rather ride out my own big pile of crap than take on someone else's. Um, <laughs> and I, I just think that's the way it's got to be. Moving on to the Bills, a bit like we were saying with Lamar, Josh Allen, same draft class, people have figured him out a bit, and it'll take him a few games to get right. Also, with these quarterbacks from that draft class, the coaches have taken the the, the stabilisers off a little bit and they're letting them get on with it while they concentrate on other things. And sometimes those players are not ready or they still require a little bit of coaching. I have no problem with the fact that either of them have regressed. Um, and I still, still think you win more games than you lose with both of those quarterbacks. Uh, the Bills shouldn't have won this game, but they did. How many years have we talked about New England doing that in that division? They shouldn't have won that yeah. game, but they did. Mm-hmm. So you, you just got to hand it's it to the It's a mark of a good team, yeah. Yeah, I think there's, there's still there's, there's still not enough time to kind of. I don't want to make any sweeping statements with this. It's you can't say that you know the shine's coming off the apple with Belichick and the Patriots because what's it been? Week eight. Yeah, yeah. it's week eight. It's been, and also, it's been... you know, you can't say Josh Allen is regressing. He got picked off by the Defensive Player of the Year last season. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's no shame in that. <laughs> and I, I'm That's not sure. Point. I'm not sure as well. Like his performances aren't as good as last year, but I don't know. I don't know if it's all on Allen. I think the play calling isn't playing to his strengths, um, and that they seem to be seemingly willing to run him up the middle a lot of the time, which you know I don't think is his strength. But yeah, um, they'll be you know hopefully he'll, you know they'll be in the playoffs and they can he can sort of remove that monkey off his back from the. Uh, Houston game where it all just went well, wrong. <laughs> speaking of the playoffs, only two other teams have ever started six and two, but with a negative point differential through the first eight games. That was the Bears in '91 and the Lions in 1945, and neither <laughs> of them managed to win a playoff game uh, when they got to the postseason. So the, the negative point differential is the, the real blemish on the Bills. That's it. They have moved away from being a very defensive team. Like I think the last two years, they've been quite. They've lent heavily on the on the defense, whilst uh, Josh Allen's been maturing, for want of a better word. This year, it seems like they have been. You know, they started off the season scoring a, quite a few points. Josh Allen playing well. He's obviously got a good connection with Stefan Diggs, who I think had another good game on, yeah. on Sunday. But the, the defense, I think, has fallen off a little bit this year. Like I don't, I don't think it's quite as potent as it has been. I don't, their, their pass rush isn't as good as it was. They can't find anyone to play, you know, opposite Tre'Davious White, who is an awesome cornerback, um, but he can't do it all by himself, right? Um, so I think, mean, you know, I think mean, Chris, you, you mentioned perhaps kind of the, the coaches are, are taking their eye off the quarterback a little bit, and letting him get on with it. I don't think that's such a bad thing. Is it, you know, the defense needs a bit of tinkering, and it, and it needs them to kind of have a bit more focus there and let the and let Josh Allen carry on maturing because he's still winning games. Like okay, he's not played brilliantly the last two weeks. Um but he's still beaten his like two division rivals, which goes a long way to getting you into the playoffs. Yeah. And it's it, it probably won't be good for the point differential this coming weekend. 
but it could be a hell of a laugh because they play the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good Where... week for Allen to get back on form, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, the Patriots go to their division, other division rival, the Bills, on Monday Jets. night. Jets. Jets, Jets. Sorry. Sorry, it's got Bills in the brain. Yeah, uh, Jets. We'll come, we'll come back to me next week when we lose that game and you'll find <laughs> I'm talking in a different manner. Because <laughs> we don't stomp the Jets. I'll, I will tell you now, I shall be chuffing disappointed. <laughs> well, be, you've got The thing I like about the Bills' office is they've got rid of excuses. Right? Mm. Because the last two seasons, it's been just Josh Allen's great. Just imagine what he could do with a receiver. He's got a few now. They've got decent options. Just imagine yeah. what he could do with a tight end. He's got decent enough tight end. Just imagine what he could do with a decent, you know, a decent O line. The O line's okay. Yeah, line's pretty no good. Real kind of. Just imagine what Josh Allen could do with yeah. excuse in Buffalo anymore. Yeah. So it's it's the, they've they've drafted well and brought in uh, some good options on a, on free agency, which is sadly the one the stuff that the Pats haven't done very well for the last few years but um, yeah no, uh, but yeah the Bills not quite there it seems but we shall we shall move on because we you know uh, it, it, it's I mean it, it is fun to, to slag the uh, Pats off every week but yeah just, just not, a, not as not as, not as easy this week just a quick bit of well, I guess trade non-news I think it, it was highly touted that the uh, Texans would be trading wide receiver Will Fuller to the Packers Apparently, that is not happening because they can't agree on a trade deal. So, Will Fuller gets to stay in in Austin. Lucky him. Isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. That's probably going to be better because if Aaron Rodgers had a receiver... I'm not saying he's an elite receiver. If Aaron Rodgers has a decent receiver who's not Devontae Adams, he'll pass out in shock. (laughs) (laughs) And the Texans doing something stupid with trade isn't news, you know? Yeah, no, but um, yeah, there was there, there was rumours that, but I think as well because the Texans need to bring in some draft capital for whoever's going to be their new coach. But uh, yeah, let's true. let's stick in the AFC uh, East because we're going to do a what well, I think the the the, the manner the the difference uh, in victory is was the shocking thing. 28 to 17 dolphins over the rams the rams remain uh 4-0 against the nfc east this year but unfortunately uh 3-0 against own uh, 3 against everyone else so um and uh to uh, to his first start we didn't really see much of him did we didn't really but need to did we didn't really need to no uh, the defense, Flores, just was all over the Rams. Quite frankly, let's, Without, let's, rem- yeah, so. let's remember Flores is the defensive coordinator who led New England to that Super Bowl against the Rams and basically shut them out. So yeah. he's obviously got McVeigh's number um, because he absolutely dominated. To your point, uh, uh, the Rams either had a really off day or. That Miami Dolphin defense had a really good day. Like you look at some of the some of the stats, total plays. Uh, the Rams had ninety two plays to the Dolphins forty eight. Total yards four hundred and seventy one yards for the Rams to one hundred and forty five for the Dolphins. 
<laughs> first downs. Uh, uh, well, I've lost that now. Well, passing passing first downs for the Rams, 19-5 to the Dolphins. Ridiculous. Like, you, you the, the whole, ah, sorry, first downs, LA Rams, 31, Dolphins, 8. Tyron possession, 36, <laughs> Dolphins, 23. It's, it's just, it's the biggest lopsided stat sheet I think I've, I've seen for a long time, except the most important stat, which is Dolphins 28, Rams 17. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just, you, 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 they, they'd never blitzed, they just totally confused Goff, and uh, yeah, it seems to work quite well, because um, yeah, bless him, he, 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 it was, he had one of those games that Jared Goff can have um but yeah um i you know i think a lot of people were uh sort of hoping for a uh you know to see a bit of tour but that will come that will come i'm sure it will come i think was it his first his first play he he took a pretty a pretty big sack from aaron donald and it's like yeah this 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 could be tough for the guy um, but after that, he—I mean—he was fine. He wasn't he, like he threw for ninety-three yards and a touchdown. But like I said, he didn't have to do anything. There was a there was a good run back from uh, from a punt as well, wasn't there for, for a touchdown? We're, we're forty minutes and thirty seconds into our week eight review. Mark this one up. I don't think two is going to be that good, and I think he's going to give the ball away a lot. And I think they might win more games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just, I don't, I'm not sure he is ready. I think they're just playing him because they need to see if he's any good. Of course I'm, they I'm do. Not sure, I'm not yeah. sure he's ready. And well, he's got 93 yards. Well, like, the, the defensive effort from the Rams wasn't that good. I, I, I thought he was massively underwhelming considering how well Fitzpatrick has played. And I he's think... just been thrown in so they can say yes or no, which is fine. But and, and maybe next year he'll be better because they usually are. But I, I think I think it, it could be really disappointing second half of the season for the Dolphins because I'm not sure he is ready. They they wouldn't have won this game without the defense. If it had been on his shoulders, they'd have got hammered. Well, of course. I'm going to give yeah. you the counter argument to this, and I'm going to go against you just for you know podcast argument. Just because Gary's not here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be Gary this week. I'm going to say that Tua plays in the playoffs within the next two seasons and wins a playoff game. And I will bet you 10 English pounds that that will happen. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that because even if they make the playoffs, I don't think they'd be good enough to win. But I'll take that. I think that's, I think that's fair. I, look, I, I'm, not, I'm certainly not saying that he won't be a long-term good player. I, I think he is one of those guys I really think should have sat for his first year. And they're just doing it because now in the modern world, nobody gets to sit. I think it worked for Jared Goff on Sunday, didn't it? Yeah. I think there's a couple of things to unpack there, Griff. I think you're right. I don't think he will be as good as what Ryan Fitzpatrick could be this year. Um, I will say that the Dolphins are going to have a high draft pick. Even if they do well, they've still got the Texans' first round pick. And the Texans are effectively giving giving them a top 10 pick. I think they have to see what Tua has this year to be able to make a decision about, okay, do we have to draft a quarterback next year, like a high quarterback next year? What have we got in Tua? Is he going to be, is he the guy? From all, everything I've heard in terms of, you know, 
what he's doing behind the scenes is he's a very studious quarterback. He's there. He's lead, He's helping to lead the team. He's beginning to pick up. I don't think you expect him to be brilliant in, in year one, coming off the injury that he had at, whilst, he was at, whilst he was at college. I think they just want to know, is he fit? Is he going to mess us around, a la kind of Dwayne Haskins, behind the, behind the scenes? Is he going to be a studious? Is he going to work hard? Is he going to be a, a lead in the team moving forward? And I think they, they're using... They know they're not going to go to the playoffs this year. I think they're realistically they're realistic enough to know that. They know they're in a rebuilding phase. I think they just want to know what they've got in tour. And I think they're using the you know, best part of the second half of this season to figure that out. Um, and you know, then that will determine what their draft strategy is going into going into 2021. This it is, is what good. we call the Josh Rosen effect because the Cardinals are so much better for binning him off after one year. Exactly. If he, if if two is another Josh Rosen, they know that they have to use what is likely to be a top ten, if not a top five pick, to try and get Justin Fields or or, or Trey Lance because you know they're not going to have the number one pick because Jets have got that sewn up. Um. But if he is good, they can go after you know a decent uh, wide receiver. Lamar Chase is going to be there for him, or they can pick up a decent running back like Travis Etienne um, at LSU. It's been fucking amazing this year or well, the last couple of years, and they could use a new running back. They've just they've literally just traded for DeAndre Washington, the Chiefs' running back, um, so that they obviously need help there because he's a complete nobody. Um, <laughs> So, I think it's, hey, he was are... a good pickup in fantasy when everyone else was on. Yeah. was on by. Yeah, he would get Fair you three enough. points that you needed. That, that whole three points. So I think you know that he's not going to be as good as what Fitzpatrick could be. But Dolphins are playing a long game, and I think they're being quite sensible for a change. I think if you have, like, if you have a a Fav. A person you know who is going to be there next year, like even um, Mahomes and Alex Smith, you had that. You know, you had this idea that Smith would be there, that even though he wasn't. I think because you know Fitzpatrick is gone in the summer because he's got he is he's gone. Uh, I think you you sort of have to give uh, Tua half the season. Because why where not? Where does Fitzpatrick pick up his bindle and move to this time? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Who knows? But it just—it just if whilst you've got that, and Fitzpatrick is probably the ideal person to be there, to, and you, you've got to give him a go, and he's got to be the person and to help him, he, he needs to be able to see. see. But yeah, I think, um, um. And it may cost them a playoff place because you know they may have been in fight for a wild card if they were. Uh, yeah, with, because they know they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's yeah. all very oh, well getting the playoffs, but I'm sure any Dolphins fan would swap uh, swap being in the playoffs this year for going deep in the playoffs over the next couple of years. Yeah, but no, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, we could. We 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 could fight with Fitzpatrick uh, as we do every year. Griff uh, just loves Griff just loves Fitzpatrick. He has a massive massive heart on for him. It will be a sad day when he's no longer an NFL quarterback. <laughs> oh God, yeah, no. I, I, oh God, I miss him so much. I'll miss him so much. Um, okay, uh, we're going back to the AFC East here. Uh, Chiefs. The short review. This one. Let's uh, let's yeah. catch the time up on the podcast. Chiefs thirty five. Patrick Mahomes was amazing. 
Yeah. I mean, we, I'm running out of things to say. They need to <laughs> trade Darnold to let him go, but they won't. It, it angers me that a team is this bad. Like, it, they're not quite as funny as the terrible Browns. When the they're Browns not, are they? Team, but they're playing worse than that Browns team. Their actual point differential is worse. And, uh, and they don't seem to be copying enough flack for it, and it annoys me. I think they're copying a fair bit of flat for it. I but think it's not it's... enough because there isn't enough. No, you're you're probably right there. I um, think they're I... saved by having no fans. I think <laughs> if they were being booed every week, I think I... it might force their yeah, hand. I mean, mock, but yeah, maybe. But I, I I mean I think that obviously they know behind the scenes they know that Gates has gone after this year. They know they they're rebuilding for next year. Leave it there. It's it's different to the Browns though, isn't it? Because with the Browns, you always have this kind of, yeah, they're purposely sucking because they're going to have this many draft picks. They've got this much in the first round. This is what they're going to do with it. You just, you watch the Jets and think, no, no, they're not trying to suck. They just suck. Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't a forced thing. This isn't a, we're trying to be bad so we can rebuild. Just Let bad. me give you the only stat you needed from this game so we can move on. 32 of uh, Adam Gase's 42 career losses as a head coach have been by 10 or more points. He doesn't coach close games. Like, they are terrible under his coaching. It is poor. Move on. Yeah. No, no. Can we just mention the, the Patrick Mahomes underarm throw for the touchdown? Oh, it's <laughs> it's just delightful. It is. And to your point, Griff, it's like, you run out of superlatives for Patrick Mahomes, like because he can literally do everything. Yeah, um, <laughs> he scored more. He got more touchdown passes this game than the Jets in in eight weeks. Yep, which is phenomenal. Love Russ, that. So has Donald not thrown a touchdown in three weeks now? Three he didn't play two of them games. Yeah, no, you... but like that in the three weeks he's played. Also, they, I, they have to let him leave. It is, it's just killing uh, him. It's... Yeah, I, I, I feel sorry for him. But also, the out of everyone on the field, uh, the most expensive player that the Jets were paying was? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, yeah. yeah. Playing for the Chiefs. And he didn't have a great game, but he was the one that took home the, all the cash from the Jets. So, fair, fair play to him. I did the, uh, the uh, first, uh, I think one of the first touchdowns by Hardman. The first person who obviously bust a gut to get there to celebrate <laughs> in the end zone with him was Bell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of, yeah, the um, uh, on the for the Jets they have traded their linebacker to the Steelers, so he goes from a naught and eight team to a seven and eight. Seven and eight team. team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. lucky him. But um, yeah, no, they're just even in. Even in modern times, when a lot of teams have sucked, the Jets are still surprisingly bad. That's yeah. how that's how bad they are. This, but um, yeah, this, they're, um, they're they're like the stellar artoire of teams, aren't they? You know, they they re- they they're reassuringly bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's a convenient segue to the Browns game you know? and the Raiders. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. sorry. Oh. Yeah. The Jets suck, and uh, the the weather was blowy uh, in uh, oh, in Cleveland. But it was it was a gale, <laughs> gale winds, hail at one point. I'm not denying that, John, but that segue was terrible. <laughs> Wasn't he running back for the Bears? Gale winds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm trying to, but yeah, the, the, the Jets are the new Browns, and the Browns are still the Browns. Still the Browns. They brown it up every so often. Still got um, a winning record though. They're still five and three. <laughs> There's nothing worse than browning it up. No. Is that well, it referred me back to the West Farm earlier. But yeah, sixteen to six against uh, uh, against uh, in a loss against the Raiders. Um, not much really to say about this game because it was just awful conditions, really. Yeah, this this was a game that the Browns really need needed Nick Chubb because Cream Hunt's a decent running back, but he's a <laughs> pass catching running back. Like they needed a bruising running back just to keep plowing it up the middle, which the Raiders had in, in Josh Jacobs, who had an awesome game: thirty-one carries, one hundred twenty-eight yards. That's what. Both teams needed. One team had it. One team didn't. The one team that had it won. Yeah, yeah. Carr already threw for uh, just over a hundred yards, and yeah. I think one one throw, throwing touchdown to uh, Renfro. But yep. yeah, there's not really much to say about this game except earning you know, a, the a only brilliant thing, kick. The only thing you can sign off with is how inconsistent the Browns are. They've either scored thirty-two or more, or seven or less in each game this season. <laughs> Like, yeah. The swing is phenomenal. 6, 35, 34, 49, 32, 7, 37, 6. It's crazy. Like, I, I really like what Kevin, uh, Kevin Stefanski, I like what he's doing. Yeah. I think, I think the future in, in Cleveland is actually really good. Uh, we should touch on the fact that there's no way OG, OBJ is there next season. It's just not no, going to happen. No. Definitely gone. I think that's fine. I don't think they're any worse off without him. But, man, as a, a team to try and pick each week, you've got no chance. They're so wildly inconsistent. They could lose three on the bounce and then win three by 20 points or more against any team. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, there's some wildly inconsistent teams this year and the Browns are possibly the, uh, the, the, the zenith of that. Um, but if you'd have offered any Browns fan their record in week eight that they have now, They'd have taken it all day. There are Browns fans? Apparently so, yeah. Next yeah. week, Jets have still got fans. Barely, isn't it? Oh, God, I mean... <laughs> it's just Giants fans turning up on the wrong, turning up on the wrong <laughs> night. Right. I've just noticed on the running order, this is like the hard luck end of the first part of the podcast, isn't it? Because now you're going to tell us we've got to talk about Bengals-Titans. And for the first time in a long time, the Bengals actually look like a football team. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 31-20, Bengals to Titans. Um, Titans... Did, what did this say more about? Did it say more about Cincinnati or more about Tennessee? Mm, to me, probably it's about Tennessee. More about, yeah, more about Tennessee's defence and their, yeah. their inability to get to the quarterback. Like, the, 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 the Bengals' offensive line has been bad all year. Um and I think on Sunday's game, like they had four new starters in the offensive line, so yeah. it should be even worse. Um, but even with like Jadavian Clowney in, in the lineup, they can't get to the quarterback. They had no sacks against this Bengals team. They had no sacks against yeah. this Bengals team with who is a good rookie, but still a rookie quarterback. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's... I want to give you two amazing Bengals stats, and then I'll sit back and let 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 you tear the card apart. <laughs> So this is the first time the Bengals defeated a team that entered with a winning record in their game since week five of 2018. So over two years. <laughs> uh, and since 2013, the Bengals are 
11-1-1, and where Giovanni Bernard has 15 or more rushing attempts. And well, is this something I wanted to bring up? That's fantastic. He's playing just like Joe Mixon. It's, it's like there's no difference. No, he's playing different to Joe Mixon. That's the thing about Giovanni Bernard. What? They, they stick Mixon through the middle. With, with Bernard, there's more plan, there's more craft to what he does. And actually, they're a better team uh, with Giovanni Bernard than Mixon. And I'm not, I'm not saying Bernard is better than Mixon. I'm just saying that the, the way the Bengals uh, plan their offense is better when they have to consider Bernard than if they just basically stick it in uh, Mixon's hands and make him try and run through a defensive line. Yeah. I think... I th- there's, yeah. I mean, as well, Bernard has a better moustache. <laughs> let's not go. Let's go much, not much beyond no, that. He's, he's in got... there. The start of 2013, and his total rushing yards for the Bengals is, is three and a half thousand yards in what's that seven seasons. But he he's only started 22 games in that time. Mm. Like he's never been the lead back. Yeah. Ever. It's never been a thing. And yet, whenever we've seen him, he's always been like, eh, he's quite impressive. Oh, he's doing a good job. Yeah. He is a decent, he is a decent backup. backup, yeah. Player, I, yeah. Makes me question his, uh, his ambition. Well, his ambition clearly is to work in pornography. Have you seen the moustache? It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as well as the running back, like T. Higgins is just getting better each week, isn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, he yeah. I mean, AJ Green's gone next year without a doubt because T Higgins is the, the clone of AJ Higgins to look at and he's playing as well as what AJ Green was when he was in his pomp um, I think he, that, that connection between Joe Burrow and, and Higgins over the next couple of years is, is one to watch out for when it comes to well, both generally uh, the NFL but also when it comes to fantasy as well Yeah and with um, Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate they have quite mm. a, a Sort of, I don't know if it's underrated uh, wide receiver core, but a they they sort of fly under the radar. It's and solid, actually, yeah. isn't it? It's not yeah. spectacular. I mean, I think T Higgins could be spectacular, but I think beneath that, it's a solid wide receiver core. And we've said it a couple of times for the last few weeks that you know they'll go into the draft and they'll they'll strengthen the offensive line, and they'll strengthen the defense, and you know gradually the team will evolve around Joe Burrow. I. I do have high hopes. I know they're only two and five at the moment, but they've lost a, a lot, two, five and one, sorry. Um, they've lost some close games. And I think next year, with a bit more experience, a couple of more extra players, um, adding a bit of quality, they'll, they'll be decent. And then they'll brown uh, Bengals it up because that's what they always do. They're a straight <laughs> yeah. bit franchise. They can have the best young quarterback in the league and they'll still manage to balls it up. So uh, I hope they don't. All to that collapse in a couple of years. Mm. Well, as well, uh, it's nice to see uh, Sam J. P. Ryan. Uh, Is it back? I don't know. It's uh, it, it's just uh, a, uh, it's just nice to hear people confused over how to pronounce his surname, isn't it? Because it's it's just <laughs> never how you expect it to be pronounced. Is it, de- is it definitely P. Ryan? It is definitely P. Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we should stick with that. And, and it, I know what you mean. He's a he's a podcast favourite from uh, years gone by. Yeah, isn't it, um, hang on. Isn't it a different P Ryan? Aren't there? There yeah. are. T- I'm You're sure. thinking of Michael P Ryan at the Jets, and you should never be thinking of Michael P Ryan. Oh, uh, that's the other P Ryan. 
Yeah. So I've never heard of the other Piran. I always thought it was just the football, the former football team playing Samaji Perine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. the Samaje Pirine and there's Le Michael Pirine. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they're, cu- they're cousins, by the way. Oh, are they? There yeah, yeah. apparently so. Uh, on the other side, um, uh, just wasn't much, really. Like They're obviously going to stick the ball in Derek Henry's hand and make him run it through the middle. But, uh, you know, 112 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis... Good, it's good stats from here. Great day. The, the offense is fine. They don't have a pass rush. They just yeah. don't have a pass rush. That's it. So good quarterbacks will find them out. And what did they do to to try and boost their pass rush? They Nothing. added to Davion Crowley. And what's the one thing he doesn't do? Sacks. Sack. He doesn't get sacks. He does everything else, but he he doesn't sack the quarterback. So by himself is not enough of an addition to a team that no. lost other players. Um, could, could I'm they not do sure that? Harold Landry's really pulling his weight this season. That's the other thing. Uh, I, and Malcolm Butler, is he is he that good? Was oh, he, he my number one cornerback? No. <laughs> right. My my question is, could uh, Vrabel use a defensive coordinator? Because he doesn't have one. Um, he's, he's calling defensive yeah. defensive plays in his own. He's yeah. in, I think he spent one year as a defense. I know, I know he's got history in the in yeah. playing the game, but he's not really got history I, as a defensive coordinator. I think one yeah, year. Probably right. I think that's a fair shout. I think we've seen lots of head coaches try and do a dual role of head coach and coordinator, and I think very few pull it off successfully. Um, even Belichick doesn't isn't a defensive play caller. He hasn't been recently with Patricia and Brian Flores. I think he might be now actually, which might. Say something about I think the moment because they lost a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's a very fair point. I really like what Vrabel is doing. I think it's excellent, but it's a bit like the Bills. Like this team was building on its defense, building on its defense, mm. and now they've come to actually lean on it. It's not as good as we thought. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. If they had a good defense, this team would almost be unstoppable with Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill passable yeah. as a quarterback. They'll still be his biggest fan. Oh no! I mean, they're in a terrible division, so they'll they'll still go to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, move on to a ridiculous game. Uh, <laughs> Broncos thirty-one, Chargers thirty. Um, I fell asleep for a little bit. Uh, I think Michael, you said you did. You I did, did the same. same. I was watching and... the game, and then I wasn't watching it anymore because I was asleep. And I thought, well, as I was drifting off, I thought, well, I am pleased for Justin Herbert. I really like what this team is doing. Uh, as much as I hate the fact they left San Diego, I really like the Chargers. It's, what they're doing is growing on me. And then I woke up 40 minutes later as the Broncos were celebrating a, what could only be described as an unlikely victory. Apart from, of course they lost because they're the Chargers. Yeah. It's Poor coaching. To, to have 16-point leads, they have lost those four times this season. Now, they still, still win one of those games, but they've lost three games where they led by 16 points. That's poor coaching. It's yeah, the, the, the only two teams they've beaten this year are the Bengals in the first, first game of the season um, 
And the Jaguars. Yeah. So, right. you know, the four of us could have beaten them. Uh, yeah. They, they haven't that. done anything with... I mean, I don't, and I haven't decided whether Burrows or Herbert is the better of the two rookie quarterbacks yet, but whichever way you, you, you look at it, these two rookies are... Do you remember when Wentz and Goff both came out and we thought, yeah, these are two stars and mm-hmm. Goff had to wait a little while before he played, but, you know, you'd say that that draft, you know, this they both had their ups and downs, but that's a good pair of quarterbacks. Yeah. Burrow, Burrow and Herbert are going to surpass that as a pair, so it doesn't matter which one is better, they'll both be very good, but the, the coaching is just infuriating and is I'm not I'm not sure that Anthony Lynn gets enough criticism well I was going to ask that like we we talk about coaches on the hot seat a lot you know Dan Quinn back in the day we, we we've mentioned Adam Gase who's gone Matt Patricia we talk about as being poor we very rarely mention Anthony Quinn um Anthony Lynn and I I kind of think that if this carries on You've got a rookie quarterback, a cheap quarterback, who's playing above well, above kind of where he should be in terms of his level of skill. I think that the the hierarchy with the Chargers have got to look at that. Okay, we've probably got we've got four years left on, on his contract where he's not being paid top rate. We're probably going to have to pay him after another two years because most of them get paid after the third year. We've got some decent talent on this roster. This isn't a roster with no talent on. There are a lot of good players on this roster. Maybe they need some tweaks to the offensive line, but they've got two good wide receivers. They've got a good tight end. The defense, if Derwin James gets fit and stays fit, that's a really good defense. They have to look at Anthony Lynn and go, this is the weak, this is the weak link. We need someone who can lead this team to winning games. Because yeah, Griff's right. You can't lose leads like that every single week. You're not going to keep your job. You know, in 2018, when the Chargers under Anthony Lynn went 12 and 4, we thought, hey, this is excellent. Not only uh, is it nice to see the Chargers doing well, but you've got a minority coach who's come in, he's taken a team 9 and 7, 12 and 4. Everything is rosy. They're getting the best out of Melvin Gordon, they were getting the best out of Philip Rivers. And then last year, it all started to tumble. They went 5 and 11. He clearly didn't get on with Philip Rivers. Uh, Melvin Gordon is his own separate thing, but you, you get the feeling that Anthony Lynn has his favourite, let's say, mm. and it's very easy for a player to fall outside of that. And what? So what, what I'm getting at is, look, they're not that far removed from two winning seasons, but this is very quickly looking like being back-to-back losing seasons, and yet you you want to get someone in who you think is going to get the best out of. Herbert's rookie contract, build players around that and use it. I'm not saying yeah. he should be on the hot seat right now. I'm just saying oh, I, am. I don't think he's getting enough criticism. I think he should be on the hot seat. I, I, I absolutely think he should be on the hot seat. Yeah, he had a good season a couple of seasons ago. But I, there is, like I said, there's so much talent on this roster. This roster should not be two and five. Like no, they shouldn't, I, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't I, be losing games like that. I and I think it, Every Monday, how good Justin Herbert has played, and if yeah. you look at stats, they're excellent. They are so good. You would never think they were rookie stats. No, exactly. But, but they're not winning, and ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And to have led all those games by sixteen or more points, and to have yeah. lost three, it, it, you can only look in one place. Exactly. I, yeah, I think I think Dame Vera Lynn would do a better job. 
<laughs> well, there's a nice English reference. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, should, we should sure. say, though, that fair play to Denver, because Big Fangio is another one who I, I don't think gets enough criticism for just not being... I don't think he's a head coach. He, he's, a, he's a great defensive coordinator who's ended up with a head coaching job. But, you know, Drew Locke has these occasional games where he looks like an NFL starter. I don't think he is. I really don't think he's going to be anybody's answer. But he's doing okay. Uh, and in games like this where you're playing badly coached opposition, he will give you enough to win games. That's, that's the best I can say for the Broncos right now. 26 of 41, 248 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. That's good stats for any reasonable quarterback. It's just yes. that next week he won't do that. Yeah, it's solid, isn't it? Um, how like the the last play of the game when Deshaun Hamilton was it Deshaun Hamilton? Yeah, caught yeah. no KJ Hamler, sorry, um, caught that ball for, for a touchdown, and quite clearly was in bounds, and the, the officials didn't spot it and kind of ruled it out. And it was like there've been a couple of play calls this week where the officials have just been almost blind. And I'm sat here in the UK, several thousand miles away, and I don't think I needed a TV to say that. KJ Hamler got his ass down in 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 the, the <laughs> touchdown area and clearly had the ball. I just, sometimes I they they over rely a little bit on on TV. I I, I the same when it comes to other sports in, in rugby as well. Um, I think they rely too much on technology. And it's like he was clearly in bounds and he clearly had the ball. I don't I just don't understand how they missed that. Uh, I, I think now with the prevalence of technology, they just dare take the chance of getting criticised for not using it. That's all it is. I, th- I think it it makes uh, contentious decisions easier for them to sort of uh, just rely on, you know, making the easy call and then just getting someone else to decide for them. But yeah, it's, it, you know, that was seemingly an obvious one. I think there was a couple more there this weekend that I can't remember. But yeah, no, it's not good. But <laughs> we'll take a, we're going to take a break. And we'll before you back. do, I, I'd like an answer on this one. Uh, Philip Lindsay or Melvin Gordon, which one should be playing and which one Lindsay. should not be playing? Um, both. Every week should start. Both. Both. Uh, you, 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 you can't... Um, Their stars contrast. Yeah. Why not, why not use both? Because they had two net rushing yards in the first half? Well, wow. yeah, but in, in the second half... They had uh, lots more. They had 106. Clearly looks like the better player right now for me. Well... Clearly, and he's he was, a, he was he's brilliant. A, he's a different year. player. Yeah, he's, it, he's a, it's, it's pick your poison. Like Philip Lindsay is that kind of. Uh, he's been described as a, a jitterbug of a of a wide, of a running back. You're not going to rely on him to run through the tackles. You can get that from Melvin Gordon. So, if you've got that option to you know flex your offense based on on, on the defense you're playing, then that's I think that's a positive. You keep them both, and you use one one week and one the other. Screws us up playing fantasy football, um, but you know that's not what they care about. Well, generally. Neither of them is uh, Royce Freeman. That's the problem. That's well, yeah, problem. you know, uh, if they're if all CJ a... Anderson, but none of, none oh, of them are CJ Anderson. If you let me pick one of those two, then you know, easy decision. But yeah, full no. title, full address title. him by his proper title. <laughs> Super Bowl winning a thousand yard rushing CJ Anderson. <laughs> Double Super Bowl playing, one Super Bowl winning, Cornelius Anderson. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll now take a break and we'll be back with the rest of the uh, rest of the games. 
Okay, welcome back to part two. And we are straight in with what could be one of the most disappointing performances of the weekend. Packers 22, Vikings 28. And Dalvin Cook, that is the performance of the weekend, admittedly against uh, what we could all see coming against the worst rush defence in the league. Um, but four touchdowns, 200 yards. Uh, they only let Kirk Cousins throw for 160 yards. You know, it's what the Vikings should be doing. What Mike Zimmer wants to do. Yeah. He doesn't want to throw the ball. Mike Zimmer never, ever wants to throw the ball. But yeah, um, for the Packers, it was, um, yeah, just a... a, a uh, well, they they and the Titans are in a sort of similar weekend, really, where they, you know, they, they, I think they would have expected a lot more from this, but yeah. it just wasn't. They, they were exposed a little bit. Their key weakness was picked on by a poor matchup for them, and so they lose a game in in what looks like bad fashion. But there's no need to hit the panic button. I mean, nah. it's. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think that if they played again tomorrow, you'd get the same result because I don't think the Vikings can be this good every week. They've got enough talent to win some games. They were bound to win one or two games that we didn't think they would. We shouldn't be surprised. The Vikings are two and five. Like, we shouldn't... It, this amount of talent should have more respect than it does. So, you know, bad look. For the Packers, but not the end of the world. Dalvin Cook, though, on course to break Ladavian Tomlinson's uh, season touchdown record for rushing touchdowns if he keeps up his current rate. And he missed a game this season. If he stays fit. It, well, and that is always the knock on him. So we wait and see on that front. But my word, what a performance that was. And the, on the other side, you've got Devonta Adams again racking up great plays and doing what he does. We've been waiting to see whether Will Fuller is going to be traded to the Packers. I, I think that would just open the playbook up so much for this team if they could he, do that. It's not. Not what they, it's not what they need, though, is it? Quite frankly, they could do with someone to stuff up the run. That is what yeah. they need. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, think, uh, I think offensively they're fine. It would be nice. I mean, just, I think, you know, but um, I, I think as well, I think... Uh, even Aaron Rodgers would be surprised if sort of they gave him a decent, a decent wide out. The, la- the latest on the Will Fuller move is that they a uh, the Packers wanted uh, Houston to pick up some of the money uh, that Will Fuller is going to be paid, and and Houston, who have got a, a recent history of terrible trades, have gone no, we're, we're we're good with bad trades. We'd rather make a good trade, and I think mm. quite rightly have said no. Um, there are still some like defensive. Defensive linemen that are available just just to pick up. Like we we talked about Snacks Harrison um, on, on Sunday night when we were watching this game. He's still available. Um, Dantari Poe, Marcel Darius, um, uh, Tim Jernigan. Like these aren't like great players, um, but run stuffers. They're run stuffers, and yeah, that's what the Packers need because that. I mean, okay, Dalvin Cook is a is a great player, um, but. I don't think it's, it takes much for any team to run against against the Packers. Like Thursday night, it's, it's Packers against 49ers. That will be really interesting because you know 49ers are, are probably the 
best running scheme team in, in the league at the moment, but they haven't got anything else. Uh, if they can just do what to the Packers, what they did in the NFC Championship game uh, last year, they could easily beat the Packers just because the Packers can't stop the run at all. They couldn't, they, they couldn't do anything. There was, there, was nothing, there was literally nothing the Packers could do to stop the run. Um, and it's one, one of the areas they didn't address in, in the draft, along with wide receiver. They didn't pick up a defensive lineman, and they didn't pick up a middle linebacker. And they chose to pick up Aaron Rodgers' replacement. Even CJ Ham got two yards, Paul, just saying. I've always been a big fan of shoving in the ham. Um, we should point out that AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams might both be unavailable this week because they've mm. been put on the COVID list, aren't they? Yeah. And there's no guaranteeing that Aaron Jones comes back. No. Which means nope. that the Packers wouldn't have a run game. No, literally they wouldn't have a run game. I, think, um, I can't remember who they're who the options are, but I think they've, they've taken 15 snaps in the NFL between them. <laughs> Is it you and me? Uh, I mean, it, it's, Ty- it's not... Tyler, it's... Tyler Irvin and Patrick Taylor Jr., I think, are next on the on the depth, line, depth chart. Oh, wow. Eddie I mean... Lacy's just sat at home feasting out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cornelius, Cornelius Anderson is by his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Cordrell Javon Anderson retired in 2020 and that that's the worst thing that's happened this year <laughs> <laughs> that's when you knew this year was going to be a bad one <laughs> I, could, I could take COVID-19 I could take you know having to work from home all the, all the political discourse but not CJ <laughs> just, just give us CJ <laughs> back <laughs> but yeah no it's um i mean luckily that for the packers they do have Devontae adams who has the most touchdowns since 2016 but yeah god it's uh the, the running game this weekend could be an absolute shit show <laughs> yeah. quite frankly um yeah. but yeah um yeah like as well i think i think it's he's well out in front, uh, Devontae Adams over anyone in that time period. I think the next, the next is Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think are one, but I think it's seven less. He's really? just he's you know, yeah, Devontae Adams is a stud. Um, but that's you know not a surprise. Um, but um, yeah, uh, for oh you know. Should we move on? Because I don't think there's yeah. much to really go on for this one. So, uh, Lions, 21. Colts, 41. Uh, the it Colts. Was a it's, yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, it, was, it was fun to watch it with Jim, who uh, each time the running back went in for a touchdown, uh, the first question was, "Is that is that tape? No, it's it's Wilkins. It's Wilkins. It's just 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 painful. Like Jordan Wilkins had eighty nine yards and a touchdown. Naeem Hines had three receptions, fifty four yards and two touchdowns. Not to mention a pretty impressive celebratory uh, backflip yeah. afterwards. Um, Jordan Taylor's been a bit, oh, well, not a bit, a, a big disappointment in recent weeks. He had eleven carries for twenty two yards. So it's not like they didn't give him a chance." 
and it's not like this offensive line isn't good. Like, I'm a little bit worried about him, to be honest with you. He, he looked the business to start off the season, and he's regressed um, a fair bit. On the flip side, DeAndre Swift, who I left on my fancy bench, six carries for one yard. Yeah, yeah I had him. So doing worse. It, yeah, the, the Lions didn't do a lot with the run game, to be fair, though, did they? No. And um, uh, Jones in the uh, was uh, in the receiving was was good, but they, you know, they missed Golladay, don't they? As soon as Golladay went out, it was all over for this team. And, and it looks like he could be going on to IR with a hip injury. They haven't actually ruled him out um, long-term, but they're already saying he's not going to play week nine. And for them to say that already makes you think this is at least a three-week IR deal, which kills my fantasy team because uh, he's been great since he's been back. Um, we should note future Hall of Famer Philip Rivers, now sixth all-time in NFL history career passing yards. Uh, behind Breeze, Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, and Dan Marino. I'm just saying, it's just some esteemed company. I'm looking at Paul. Well, what do all of those, what do every single one of those players that you mentioned have? No. A lot of passing yards? Yeah, a lot of passing yards. Conference up. championship win. Yeah. Every single one of them has won their conference. Philip Rivers has won the 2017 Week 17 AFC Player Defensive Player of the Week. Mm. And mm. It's offensive to include him in that company. That's all I'll say. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. Bye. Right. Um, yeah, Marvin Jones is going to have to step up big in Golladay's absence. Uh, I don't think the Lions can rely on the run game at all. Adrian Peterson. Had like seven yards on five rushes. Swift did nothing at all. All of a sudden, they've gone from looking really competitive again with Golladay back to, oh mm. no, they're a bit of a one-dimensional team. Stafford needs someone good to throw to. And that it'll either be Marvin Jones or it won't work. And he, he does throw go through streets where he's really good. Um, but he, need, he needs another good receiver playing alongside him for him to be good, though. He's not... He's not a, a, a Calvin Johnson or Julio Jones who can just do it by themselves. He needs, he's not a number one receiver. He's a number two receiver. Well, Marvin Hall only... was amazing. Four receptions, yeah. 113 yards. It's just, he's Marvin Hall. He's, well, exactly. He's not, you can't say he's going to attract all the attention every week but open up space anywhere else. There's not going to be a defensive coordinator to be kept up at night figure, trying to figure out how they're going to stop Marvin Hall. The, the, the Marvin Hall and Marvin Jones show. Yeah. He's not going to keep many people away. Kerryon Johnson should get a nod for scoring a touchdown this week on uh, his two receptions. Has disappeared off the face of the earth in this Lions team. Why and, is he not? Yeah. Like, why are they not running him at the least? Like they, like Jamal Agnew had an attempt, a running attempt. He actually got eleven yards. But the, like Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Smith, uh, Swift, and Kerryon Johnson should be a decent running back. Stable. Like you should be getting a lot more than twenty-nine yards total rushing um, from from those three rushes alone. Yeah, but you know, Johnson. It's not like he hasn't been fit. He's played in all the games this season. Yeah, he has twenty-five rushing attempts for eighty yards. I, I don't get it. He was like their lead running back, and all yeah. of a sudden, nothing. And I, I just, I just, I can't, I can't I, I mean, get on board with it. I, I don't. I think he's such a talented player. So they I, must see something we don't. Yeah, I think they've totally lost confidence in him. If they had confidence in Kerryon Johnson, they wouldn't have signed Adrian Peterson. Because you've got, if you've got Johnson and you've got DeAndre Swift and you've got kind of a Jamal Agnew or you know, someone else there just to, as a backup, you don't go out and sign Adrian Peterson. True. Yeah. 
Um, well, before we move on, Darius Leonard in this game again looked like he's back to back to form. He had a sack, two tackles for loss, um, and just looked like an amazing player again. It's been I'm sorry, quiet. You, you, went, you went quiet for a second there. He looks like a what player again? Amazing player. All right, okay, just checking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he really did. Uh, but yeah, uh, not much more to say on that one. So, uh, Bears 23, Saints 26. Um, can, can I just hey. say what the worst thing about this game was? Uh-huh. I know what you're going to say. And, you know, any, any American listeners, you, you'll, you'll, you'll be okay. This didn't affect you. The worst thing about this game was it yes. was a highly competitive game. And just as it was going to overtime, Sky Sports decided to show the top one, well, the 100 goals from Ian Wright rather than carry on showing red zone and carrying on and showing the, the, the highlights. So at least the highlights of this game, you switch it over and Neil Reynolds is banging on about how bad the 49ers are. Sort out Sky Sports. That was not on. I was getting pissed off about that. And you might have cut out there again, Mike. It I did. I, I didn't quite hear that. Ian Wright's 100 best goals because I want to watch that. That's <laughs> You're the it's, only person who want to watch that at half past midnight on a Monday morning, though. It's, it's I Ian Wright's birthday. I thought it's a perfect opportunity to go to bed rather than <laughs> listen to Neil Bloody Reynolds. <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted to listen to, I wanted to see who wins. And if the Bears are well, I'd be sending text messages to Gary all night. But they didn't win. <laughs> no, they didn't win. Uh, and sadly, Gary's prophecy came true. Basically, the defence played really well again and the offence just, just can't get it going. Uh, David Montgomery, I, I just don't get it. I mean, 105 scrimmage yards is fine, but he's getting all the work and just nothing, not enough from it. It's crazy. It's just uh, I wouldn't. I, I would disagree with that. I think there, there was some odd play calling um, on one of their touchdowns. They they eventually score, but they decided to run it twice. When and the Saints' defense and defensive line is good. Montgomery had 4.2 average, yards average yeah, yeah, yeah. carry. Which is decent for a running back. Like I said, I've said this week, week in, week out. Anyone getting over four yards of carry as a running back is doing a good job. That should be the, that should be the benchmark. The offensive line for the Bears is bad. Like it's not good, and that doesn't help. The quarterback isn't good. The whole offense is pretty poor. The defense is still really good. Like they, they apart from a few decent plays by Alvin Kamara, I don't think the Saints really had all, all that much. Um, and I think the Bears. Towards the end of the game, the Bears were definitely the better, better team. I going into overtime, I thought they were going to win it. Same as, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, apparently Thomas isn't going to be traded. Uh, you know, so can't, we can't the, be now. We, we're, we're past we're, the deadline. We're past, He's still past there. The um, but I mean, without him, they are such. Uh, I mean, luckily, you know, like Kamara is the most. Well, exciting Kamara running is back since like Le'Veon Bell in his pomp, but Kamara is king. Mm. So he joined two other players as the only running backs with fifty or more receptions in each of their first four seasons. You want to have a guess at who these two stunning running backs are to join Alvin Kamara? Dickerson. No. Silence on a podcast. Mc- McCaffrey. Tom- yeah. And. Matt Forte. Uh, of course. Ooh, he was a decent yeah. player. He was Matt, good he was back in the player, day. But, uh, and also, here's, here's one last, because I'm on the Alvin Kamara train because it's all I've got in fantasy. He's the first Saints player with 100 or more scrimmage yards in six straight games since who in 2003? 
Saints Sorry, the... Never oh, um, in years will he get this because I had to go and look him up and then remember who he was. Oh, I was going to say Reggie Bush, but it's not Reggie Bush, then, is it? Juice McAllister. What a great ah, name. Juice, Juice McAllister. Uh, yeah, so look, after Callister, this, I'm going to drop a deuce. <laughs> he is taking the pressure off Breeze, and that's that's all you need to do. Breeze yeah. will pull teams apart, and Kamara will just finish him off. And and this team is is just doing enough. It, um, it's interesting I, because after I drop my deuce, I'm going to need some breeze in the room as well. Anyway, I think talk about the um, you know breeze falling off a cliff has, has abated slightly because they've now found a way of working around it, and Alvin Kamara is that way. So as long as he stays fit, this team is right in Super Bowl contention for me. Yeah, I think Ooh, so. No. Can, on on the other side of the ball, um, Alan, I, I did moan about the the Bears' um, offense, but Alan Robinson, I think he, he his contract is up at the end of this year. Yeah. He needs he needs to go to a good team. He's um, the, the quarterbacks that are thrown to Alan Robinson in oh. his career: Brian Waters, Chad Henney, Chase Daniel, Mitchell Jabisky, Blake Bortles, uh, and Nick Foles. Uh, and it's not exactly a, a who's who of the quarterback world. Yes, it includes a Super Bowl MVP, but yeah, if he goes somewhere decent with a decent uh, a decent quarterback throwing to him, maybe the Packers could use another wide receiver. Um, he he will put up some big numbers because he he was awesome on Sunday. Yeah, he was. He's a good player. I, I like Anthony Miller as well. I think both of them are really good mm. receivers. It's just they're on a team that that doesn't work offensively. Mm-hmm. No. Should we mention Javon Wims? Nah. No. Blokes and bar. Who punches someone in the helmet? <laughs> yeah. What a tip. It, it was the punch and then the step away to see, did that take an effect? It was the, the fact that it, it came out, it seemingly came out of nowhere. It was like, literally, the, the play was over. He wasn't even anywhere near him. He just walked over to him and started hitting him. He's been yeah, he, for two games, hasn't he? Yeah. Right yeah they'll, so. mi- they'll miss his nine <laughs> yards. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? The, 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 the Saints player stuck his finger in um, a yeah. better player's eye. And at least, he, at least, at least he knew his job. His job was to take the suspension from from the from the better player. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's uh, oh. it just made me laugh. Another moment of madness in the NFL. Thursday night, uh, Panthers seventeen. Falcons 25. Um, uh, I, I'm not like I didn't see much of this game. No, I saw uh, it all apart from the last minute or so when after Bridgewater for an interception. It was a wholly uneventful game. Um, I mean, if the Falcons had shown this much kind of defensive prowess in, in the first half of the season, they might not be two and six, and Dan Quinn might have a good might have a job because they played pretty decently on the defense side of the ball. I don't think Bridgewater was terrible. I don't think he was brilliant. I could say that for a lot of the players on the Panthers' offense. I think they all played relatively okay. They just weren't able to beat what turned out to be a, a decent Falcons defensive play. Um, Julio Jones was, uh, you know, we talk about Dalvin Cook having a good game. Julio Jones, seven receptions, 137 yards. Didn't get a touchdown, but um, was literally everywhere on the pitch. Like they, the, the, the Panthers couldn't stop him. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a good fun game. It was back and forth, and then eventually, you know, that it was an interception by Bridgewater right right at the end um, that um, that kind of threw it. There was a, a pretty nasty hit on Bridgewater. He went out for a period of the game, yeah. and PJ Walker came in um, and had four had one one completion for four attempts until they decided that he was bad and Bridgewater wasn't that bad, <laughs> badly injured. So we better get him back onto the field. I. Uh... Does it matter that Julio doesn't score touchdowns? No, it doesn't. No. Yeah, I think it 20, helps. It I mean, helps. Yeah, it helps. 29 games with 100 yards and no touchdowns. And the next yeah. closest player only has 22 games. A lot of like, that was down to Steve Sarkeesian being the offensive coordinator a few years back. Every year we've debated this. I haven't heard it come up this year. I, just, I wonder if in the long run it will tarnish his reputation when compared to players like Megatron. No, I so, and I'll bring you Philip Rivers into this conversation, right? So, <laughs> all that matters, apparently, is the amount of yards you get. So, the total number of yards will mean that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't think anyone's debating that Julio and Philip Rivers are both going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> Neither of them have won anything, though. I'll give you that. Uh, Julio Jones won a conference championship. championship. Yeah. Like Philip Rivers. But the conference championship doesn't mean anything. Well, it means you get to a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. But that doesn't mean, mean anything unless you win it. Yeah, but you were trying to tell me that Eli should, you know, Rivers deserves to go out above Eli, and Eli's won two. And been the best player in both of them. I didn't say he should go in instead of Eli. You, uh, you know, we've had arguments where you I, know, I argued that Rivers is a better player. But yeah, yeah. no, it, you know, it, we've, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's an argument we could have every week. But um, and we will uh, it's, probably, yeah. Any news on Ridley? Because he went out injury, injured, and um, that would be a big loss for them. Calvin Ridley went out of the game injured. It I've would not be. seen anything. He's, his, his status is declared as active, so I presume he is okay. So it was a, a mid-foot a mid sprain. Um, it, oh, be back. For Julio yeah. as well, it doesn't, if he's not scoring, if he's getting chunk yards, it's fine because Calvin Ridley gets touchdowns. And Does. That, 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 you know, there's an off, as a total offense, I think they're fine. It's just, a, yeah, it's nice to see the defense turn up. Um, yep, and Panthers just a, a sort of where we expected them to be. Yeah, they're they're definitely. I mean, they're in the rebuild. Um, yeah, so I think they're they're probably further along that rebuild than they expected to be. So I don't think I'd be too bothered by this. Yeah, and now the noise of the NFC East trash bag uh, is opened, <laughs> and actually uh, a closer game than uh, a lot of people assumed. Twenty three. To 25 as the Giants lose to the Bucks, and uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's. What do, I'm what do sound, we think? I'm going to sound like a broker record, but our defense is sneakily good. Mm. But the issue is the guy under center. Well, no, no, no. I, 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 I thought he had some of his best games. He's world-class running back. He has a load of two and three options at wide receiver. The tight end is phenomenally disappointing, and the coach is still getting his system into place. It's not all. Danny Dimes played fine. I thought he had a good game, and I'm not a 
Daniel Jones fan. I do think he should be replaced. But I do think he played pretty well on, uh, last night. Well, well, surely yeah. the issue in this game and the thing you should be angriest about is... The play call, uh, the, the officials. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, that, that's that's the one an atrocious no call. Yeah. That, that was like... Okay, Antoine Winfield Jr. has had a great season so far and he probably is favourite to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. But that was a horrible penalty. He was not yeah. looking at the ball. He, there was clear contact. Not the guy over... Uh, and there was a similar penalty the other way previously in, in the game that was given. So I, I guess, can't see why it wasn't given. I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand because he wasn't even like we had an argument. Look. On, there was another. Yeah, there was another uh, dubious non-call on Sunday, which we watched. And then we watched the replay. Um, and a the guy didn't make contact. But we were talking. We talked about more that he wasn't even looking at the ball. And that's the, that's the key thing, isn't it, in terms of pass interference, is that players should be looking for the ball. If they make contact and they're looking for the ball and they're making an attempt to go for the ball, that's fair enough, that's fair game. But if they're not looking for the ball to come over their shoulder and either intercept or, or kind of disrupt the pass, if they're just looking at the player and they take the player out and there's contact, that's a penalty. And I think that, you know, that See, like I said, there was one called early in the game. That inconsistency is what winds coaches up. Because they're like, if it's given one side and not the other side, it's like, well, are you favouring Tom Brady again? Because it, it was another one where Brady lobbed the ball in the air pretty high, pretty long, and the ball kind of, the, 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 the play then went to the, yeah, the red zone for, for, for the Buccaneers. So it was a terrible call. Right? And that robbed the Giants of a of a potential draw, at least a, a shot in overtime at getting one on the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, I think your team's unlucky rather than rubbish. I'm, yeah. not, saying, I'm not saying we're rubbish. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm as well... I'm saying we're rubbish. We, it's, something, it's something to take heart from, but yeah. we're a rubbish team. We, we yeah. give, give us time. There are, there are some really encouraging signs. There's some great pieces. I, but Joe Judge sure. needs to be given time to put those pieces to, to work. Yeah. I'm not sure that swapping the quarterback is the answer. I'm not saying that, that it's not going to help, but what have you what have you got around him? Like he he looks better with Sterling Shepherd on the field. As soon as Sterling Shepherd is on the field, Daniel Jones wants to throw the ball to him, and he's a really good receiver. Um, but I like the O line isn't good, and Evan Ingram is just frustrating as if he's got every talent there. It's a bit like um, Ebron at the Lions. Like all the talent is there, but the production is just not—it's just not happening enough. And losing Saquon again is just—it's just a disaster for a player like Daniel Jones. You need that on the field. So I—I I, I can't judge Jones at all. I just—I don't think it's fair to do that. Passionately defending your quarterback for you, Devin White. Five sacks in three games after two and a half sacks in the previous eighteen career games. That is. Brilliant production from a player who needed to take the step forward, and that is why the Buccaneers' defense is so good because everybody has stepped forward, and yeah. they've got Tom Brady. So the Giants have done well just to be in this game. Take heart from that; that's great. But oh yeah, and in a, a copy March. in a copy me league as well, we have shown that it is quite it's quite possible to confuse Tom Brady now. Yeah. Um, you know the the you know the. He's still a forty-three-year-old man. At, well, uh, actually, it's quite easy to confuse at that age. Just ask him how many downs there are to be played, and it turns exactly. out he doesn't play no. I mean, 
but yeah, no, um, I think uh, yeah, f- for future, the, the you know, there's there's stuff there. It's just it is going to be a painful season uh, for us. But also, um, the division's such a dumpster fire that we win two games and we're in the playoffs. Yay! <laughs> the only problem there is winning those two games. I mean, well, we've still got to play the Cowboys, so there's one. Uh, but I hope you win that game. But uh, yeah. Um, Speaking of which. Yeah, shall we move on to the the the, the bottom of the dumpster fire? Uh, it's Eagles. Oh, hang on. Tw- I mean, we all know. Sorry, but one thing on the Bucks, they they've activated Antonio Brown from the reserve suspended list. Uh-huh. As if we be, didn't know that was going to come. And he'll be back off there three weeks when he's upset everybody. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you know, if not, I reckon he'll, he's going to be. It'll brilliant. be eight weeks before he's then just in jail. Uh, you know, so you know, I, I reckon, let's, I reckon I'm going to be the counter view on this. I think he's going to be brilliant. I think I, I'm with you on Paul. He's going to be had an amazing season. He's going to be the, the missing piece which makes the Bucks unbeatable. They're going to win a Super Bowl, and then at the Super Bowl party, he's going to get arrested for something he did in a hotel. <laughs> <before that. laughs> yes, uh, possibly. You know, you never know with him. Uh, I mean, uh, I didn't want to see him back, but he's back. No, um, there we are. Eagles twenty three, Cowboys nine. Um, oh, and Dallas. good news for the Cowboys: Andy Dalton's on the COVID list, so he's not back this week. Um, which actually is probably good news for Andy Dalton because yeah, I think it's the Steelers this week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So yeah. He, uh, he avoids a pummeling. It's a choice between Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, whatever his name is, Gilbert Garrett, yeah, that fella, yeah. And Cooper Rush, who they're bringing up off the practice, practice squad, he backed up Dak for the last three years and threw three passes in that time. Um, they might as well have three of them out, take them in one at a time. Well, they, they said Ben Denucci isn't going to be playing on Saturday, haven't, haven't they? Oh, sorry, on Sunday. Um, and I, it's unfair on the kid, isn't it? I mean, look, you, he's a rookie. He's not had any, I mean, he's not had any practice. He's not a first round rookie. I think he was yeah. up. Was he undrafted? Was or, seventh or, round. Seventh rookie. round. So not far off. Yeah. He's playing against a def- an offensive line which is poor. Um, and he's shit. And he's <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> top, top, Tom Brady was a sixth round draft pick, but he was good. Uh, he's shit. So don't ask him to throw the ball forty times. No. Yeah. And, and as and well, like. He's not getting any help from anywhere, is he? Like, he's not, Zeke, is he? Like Zeke Elliott's been terrible this year, and he had another just less than average game, game where he got three three point three yards per carry. We said four. Is, I said four is the is the, yeah. the benchmark, and he's not getting there. Like, I, you know, and the defense is just bad. And all the Eagles really had to do, as bad as they've been this year, all they really had to do was just turn up and play an average game, and that's pretty much what. Carson Wentz and the Eagles did. What do we? <laughs> how, how is it that they didn't destroy this Cowboys team? Because they're not very good either. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a huge concern. I, so I said to John, I've got I've got my favourite fact of the week, and it, it concerns this game. Uh, and by far and away, I think this is my favourite fact of the week. It it means nothing in the long run, but Carson Wentz became the third starting quarterback since at least 1992. To win a game despite having two or more interceptions and two or more lost fumbles, whilst generating fewer than 150 total yards. So he had 123 passing yards, 17 rushing yards. 
Any idea who the other two quarterbacks who are in this club? So two or more interceptions, two or more lost fumbles, and fewer than 150 yards in a game. Balls? No, not balls. One was 2006 and one was 2007. Were they Lions quarterbacks in 2006? No, they were not. No, they were not. Uh, 2000, oh, I one was a clear. Bears quarterback and one was a Giants quarterback. Jay Grossman? Uh, Grossman, yes. Rex yeah. Grossman, 2006 Bears. Won Cutler. the NFC Championship more than Philip Rivers, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, one was, a, one was a, a Giants quarterback. Oh. 2007 Giants quarterback? Yeah. Eli Manning? Yeah. And both of those players went to the Super Bowl that season. Yeah. By playing inept football, because Eli isn't that good. Uh, I'm just saying. So, all I'm saying is the Eagles, if you go by that metric, are, are actually on their way to something really good in the postseason. But the, no, they're the, not. Bigger, the bigger point there is that <laughs> Wentz is playing badly and they're still managing to win because the division is so awful that... Uh, like that, that Look, the, the, I, I, every week that goes by, the tie they took in week two or three, whenever it was, looks cleverer and cleverer because they're just that bit further ahead of everybody else. I, I do not doubt that the Eagles will probably go to the playoffs. Like they, they tie, they had a tie with the Bengals, they beat the 49ers, and that was probably the one highlight. And they beat the Giants, and they beat the Cowboys. That's not. And no. they're playing the Giants no. again this week, so they'll probably get another win this week. No offence, guys. Then they're playing the Browns, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals, and they end with the Cowboys and, and, and the football team, their last two games. They're not what, getting what another win. Team? Sorry? What football team? The football team. Oh, the uh, football They're not getting another win until they play, well, after the Giants, until they play the Cowboys again. They're going to lose one, two, three, four, five straight. And it'll still be enough for them to get into playoffs, and then they'll lose in the playoffs. But here's the thing, though: when it comes to the playoffs, they'll have won the conference, so that they'll have they'll uh, have a home game. Yeah, home game. Who wants to play in Philadelphia in January? No um, one. No one. I mean, like, remember um, the Bears that year? You know, the the, the, the year the Bears were good, yeah. and the double doink. Yeah. It's the, 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 the Eagles are just a sort of team you don't want to place, you don't want to face in the playoffs. They're, they're, they're capable of just taking a scalp because yeah, they are. because they're sneak. They have good players, and yeah. if if when they're fit, they, if they can keep get them all together for you know an hour, <laughs> uh, then it'll be fine. You know, is that Sean Jeffrey played this season yet? I don't think so. No, no, but for them, Rager was back because he scored a touchdown. And um, yep, are we going to see Jalen Hurts? We did see Jalen Hurts. He, he played the night. But are we going to see a bigger role? Because I mean, the quarterback room—it's either it hurts or watching it hurts. <laughs> well, do you know, do you know what the thing is? He is definitely not ready to start in the NFL, and you do not want to undermine Carson Wentz, who week to week is up and down in the same game, like. Almost Bortles levels up and down in the same game, so you don't want to undermine that because there's a good chance that Wentz will come right again. Yeah, I, I, I still like. I still like Wentz. I think he's still a good quarterback. He's, I mean, he is. That offensive line is terrible. He hasn't got quality at wide receiver. Yeah, you know, his best receiver, Zach Ertz, is is injured um, and potentially out for a, a good period of time. Dallas Goddard's all right. He hasn't got a very good running back game. 
uh, running game. Uh, I, what else do you want the guy to do? We, we, we compare Dalton to Dak. And actually what we should be doing is comparing Dalton to Wentz. Because Wentz has a worse line. He has a worse offensive option. He's got a worse running back. Let's compare those two to see yeah. who's better. Because right yeah. now, that, that's, the, that's the comparison. Because Dak is so much better than both of them. But I mean, yeah, we, compare, right. we, compare, right we compare Wentz. We, we compare Wentz with Goff just because where they where they're both taking it in the same draft. But again, Goff has got all right. The offensive line isn't as good as it was, but he's got an all right offensive line. He's got good wide receivers. He's got a good running back, or two good running backs if, if Cam Akers makes it makes it work. And, and on the other side of the ball, the Rams' defense it's good as well, but they're still losing. I would still take Carson Wentz over Goff. Like, if you gave yeah. me Carson Wentz in San Francisco, I would be more than happy with that. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but you've already got an injured quarterback. Why would you want another one? <laughs> but even that, he's, I mean, he's been fit all this year when he's playing possibly on the worst team he's ever played on. Yeah. He's, he's, he's straight, a season straight where he wasn't injured apart from a dirty hit. He's yeah. doing all right this year. It's... Griff is completely right. It's Bortles levels, just that the highs are higher, but the lows are lower. Yeah, it's Mm. Bortles, it's bizarre. Uh, and I still like him. And I think if you put him in pretty much most other teams, with and because for the Eagles, there's no point saying it because they're never going to be all fit together anyway. But, um, yeah, I think. He's he's good. He is. It's not about coming good. He is good. He just. It's just. Can they get around him to to help him? And at the moment, I don't know. But the the, the Eagles are sort of the sort of sneaky team that when they're in the playoffs, you just never know. He's on course to be sacked sixty four times this year. He's on thirty two sacks currently. I mean, yeah, that's like, and he's not getting injured. Well, uh, yeah, he has had injury bugs in the past. I, I won't deny that. But it, well, he's had one really. That's your point, John. Yeah, he had that one season where he, he was playing MVP level and he got knocked out out of the season. Yeah. And then last year in the playoffs, that, that dirty hit knocked him out, and it was a dirty hit. Griff, I don't care. But what when he's pussied out, yeah, yeah, I don't the, the, yeah. The, the, the year before, I mean, the injuries he's had are fucking atrocious. It's an ACL. He still threw a touchdown for an ACL, by the way, and a broken back. <laughs> you know, when he's in, when he's when he's out, he is. It's you know, it's not like you know. My foot hurts. It's because his back's <laughs> broken and he's got a torn ACL. He is he's he's sturdier than people give him credit for. But yeah. that that is week eight gone. Done. Right. It's in the book. Done. So let's All look right. ahead. So you're a fan of Carson Wentz, we get it. All right. <laughs> Chill out. Jesus. Move so, on. God. Gary has sent me his lock for the week. And I'm not gonna lie, it's uh it's both uh, expected and not much of a shout. But he's gone for the Titans over the Bears. <laughs> I'm, uh, oh, I'm, feel... getting in, I'm getting in early then. I'm taking Colts to beat the Ravens and put the Ravens on the slide for another week. Ooh. Well, given, given the, the COVID injury news for the Ravens, that's not a bad shout. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Paul. I can't take the steep. Uh, Paul and Jim, you got one of take. I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, can't I can't take, the Steelers, can't, can't the, take the Steelers over the Cowboys. Am I allowed to take the, pe- I'm to take the Pats over the Jets? <laughs> no. I won't, though. Uh, my, lock of the, my lock of the week is the quarterback for the Broncos. 
Drew. <laughs> no, seriously, his team is going to beat the Bol- the Broncos. Are going to beat the Falcons. There's some good as there's good games this week. Uh, Come on, somebody's got to take the the, the Bucks Saints game and pick. Oh yeah, All right, I'm, I'm taking the Bucks. Oh, you're doing it. good. I haven't done mine yet. Uh, I'm going to go Vikings over Lions. Ooh. Ooh. Um, as well. of the I was, road, boring. I was very nearly going to go for Lions over Vikings. You, know, you can go against me if you want. You can change your lock, surely. No, I've gone. I've I've gone for, a, for the poor. That's a terrible AFC South matchup, isn't it? The one and six Texans versus the one and six Jags. And that and, uh, awful game. Oh, and the Jags are starting uh, Jake Luton by the looks of things because Gardner Minshew is going to miss the game. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the uh, infamous Jake Luton mania. for this week. It the could Luton. well be. Well, he's not. He's been told he's not guaranteed his starting role back. We're replacing Minshew Mania with uh, Luton Lunacy. Um, <laughs> nothing yes. else works, you know. Uh, yeah, 49ers Packers could be uh, Luton a lot down. of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill Seahawks, um, you know, I, you know, I'd like to see, um, yeah, Josh Allen uh, come I back. I don't think this Bill's defense Raiders. is going to show up. I, I no. Think I mow the Bills down. In that game. But on the flip side, I think the the Bills or the Seahawks defense is still terrible. Oh yeah. So the Bill, I mean, it could be a right out shootout. Yes, yeah, it could be a lot of fun this this one. So it'll be uh, twelve ten to the Seahawks yeah. in that yeah. game. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, uh, Washington against the Giants in a game of who could care less. <laughs> um, <laughs> one win closer to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and uh, I think Eagle, <laughs> Eagles on a bye, so uh, yeah, literally they could go uh, on, yeah, b- just behind the Eagles because the Eagles have a draw. Um, <laughs> but we'll leave, we'll we'll leave it there, and we'll we'll uh, see you next week. But until then, it's a goodbye from us. See you soon. Ta-da. All right. Bye.